Hey guys, welcome back to Actually Adultish. My name is Christina Rice and I'm your host. I am a holistic health coach. I am the creator of the blog addictedtolovely.com and I'm also the co-host of another fabulous podcast. I'm not biased at all. Straight up paleo. So if you like podcasts and you like nutrition, you should check out that podcast as well. But welcome to my first solo episode of 2018. I can't believe it is 2018. It's the first week of 2018 as I record this. And I feel like it's one of those really weird weeks where no one really knows what to do because we're still in vacation mode and we still want it to be the holidays, but it's not. And it's time to get back to real life. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people took this week off, but I don't really take days off. All the days feel the same to me. So I don't even know. I never know what day of the week it is. Anyways, this year I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do with this podcast and I want to switch things up a little bit and I definitely want to do more solo episodes, I think, which for me is kind of weird because I really don't know why anybody would want to listen to me by myself talk for an hour or so. I'm really sorry if you don't like listening to me talk, then you. Br- I don't know why you're listening to this in the first place, but that's why I just don't usually like solo episodes, but you guys sent in a lot of questions and I feel like Q&A episodes would be really helpful and I also think it's fun to switch it up between interviews in this style of podcast. So I definitely want to do more Q&As and I definitely want to do maybe just general me thinking aloud podcast episodes. And if you are interested in those, I would love it if you could send in questions and topics. And you can do that by going to actuallyadultish.com and there's a contact form there. Or you can email it to actuallyadultish at gmail.com and it just helps me when everything's in that place. So if you are inquiring about health coaching services that's when you would email me at my other email but if you're submitting something for the podcast send it into actuallyadultish at gmail.com so I can keep things separate and understand what you would like your question to be (laughs) addressed by by a podcast or with if you want health coaching services all of that so that would be great and If you want to show your support for this show, if you haven't already, I would really, really love it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes, and I would love it if you subscribed, and I would also love it if you told other people about it, because at the end of the day, that's how people hear about the podcast, and I just want to keep growing this community and keep making the podcast as awesome as I can. And if you are in this community, I would really love it if you joined the Facebook group, Actually Adultish Podcast Nation, and that can be a great way to meet like-minded people because the people who listen to this podcast and enjoy it probably have similarities 
And, you know, you can, we can discuss things that happen on the podcast. You can put in there anything that you want me to talk about, all of that. So just request to join that Facebook group and I'll add you in. So I also just, you know, the, the start of a new year makes, I think, everybody think a lot and I don't say it enough. But I want to start this off. Well, I guess I'm already five minutes in, so I'm not really starting it off. But I want to make a point to tell you that if you listen to the show and you support the show, I really, really appreciate it. Like, I love you guys so much and it still shocks me every day that anyone cares at all what I have to say or finds this interesting. And it just means the world to me that you show the support for the content I put out there. I really, really do appreciate it. And I'm not just saying that. I, I'm i like going to cry because I love, I love when I meet listeners and I love when you guys tell me that you like the show or when you guys Instagram yourselves on walks and you say you're, you're listening to Actually Adultish. Like, it makes me smile and it just goes to show that even though the internet is weird... It's amazing because it brings people together and I'm just really thankful that this gets to be part of my life because I love this podcast and I love you guys. So that's my my sappy January thing that I just said. Okay, that being said, the other thing that I wanted to address is that I'm getting a lot of emails about my Paleo Women program and... I want to let you know that if you're interested in that, I'm going to be reopening it up at the end of the month. I am totally revamping it right now and it's better than ever. So it's going to be awesome. And if you are interested in joining that program, then definitely sign up for my newsletter, which you can sign up for on my blog, addictedtolovely.com. And also like make sure you're following me on social media because I it when when signups go live I post about it everywhere and when signups go up I'm gonna put it on sale for the first two days probably and there are gonna be limited spots so I know a lot of you were saying that you wanted to get in last time but then it closed so this time make sure you're on the lookout I will alert everybody and sign up if you want to snag your space and you know, that program I just love and adore because it's kind of just, in my opinion, everything you need to know about health in a course. And I just didn't really know what to what to call it. It's kind of like my approach to nutrition, and, but overall lifestyle. It's not just about food at all. You learn a lot. It's kind of like a crash course on nutrition and health. And we talk about you know, hormones and we talk about exercise and stress and sleep and everything that goes into a healthy lifestyle. And I know that the girls who have been in it before learned a lot and also made really amazing lasting friendships. And I've become so close with so many of them and I just love it. So if you're interested in that, I would love to have you in this next round. So be on the lookout for that one. So thank you to everybody who sent in questions for this because I love when you send in questions and I have a bunch of good ones so we'll see what we can get through 
And I kind of like the idea of just going all over the place with these. I know that I should probably want these episodes themed, but I think it's more fun because I listen to a lot of podcasts that are Q&A styled and I like it better when it's random. Oh, wait, but you know what I wanted to tell you? First of all, I'm just really excited that The Bachelor is back on, honestly, because I feel like Mondays are, I don't know what to do with myself on Mondays when The Bachelor is not on and I think the season is going to be amazing. I'm already obsessed with it and I haven't thought that a season was going to be good in so long. I feel like Ari is so just like innocent and like he's not that interesting, but I feel like all these girls are just going to be rare. Yeah. So excited about that. Also, I got a Fitbit for Christmas and I'm usually really, I'm not into these whole fitness watches things, but I really wanted it to check my heart rate during workouts because well I talk about this more in the program but there's like basically a certain heart rate that you want your heart to be at you don't want to be you don't want to be in this black hole middle zone heart rate that turns into like your body basically thinks it's chronic cardio so if you're doing high intensity workout you want it to be high enough and if you're doing low intensity like walking you want it to be below that certain rate so I just wanted to make sure that my heart rate's where I want it to be. Also, to check my sleep because my sleep's all weird and I like to do things. But I also wanted to see if the steps that it tracks, like how similar those are to the steps that my iPhone says on the health app, just for personal experimentation. And after I've been using it I've been using this thing for about a week and I honestly hate it because I hate wearing a watch I hate wearing something on my wrist I definitely gave up on the sleep thing because I cannot sleep with this on me and I don't like the idea of like a technological advice on my body radiating god knows what into my skin while I'm asleep like I just don't like the idea I already don't like the idea of the fact that my phone is two feet away from my head but whatever this is 2018 this is life so I don't sleep with this thing on anymore but what okay back to the steps okay this thing is there is a huge discrepancy and so I mean this watch this Fitbit I have the Fitbit Alta HR and it's in rose gold and it's super cute but I just can't because basically I mean if you just shake your arms it, it adds more steps but with your phone, your phone doesn't catch all your steps because you're not carrying your phone with you everywhere. So I can see how the Fitbit would sort of overestimate how many steps someone takes and then the phone would underestimate, whatever. But okay, the other day, my phone said I had 10,000 and my Fitbit said 17,000. That is a huge difference. Like one of them is, I, I either like throw my hands around all the time or it just doesn't make sense to me though because I do have my phone with me most of the time when I'm walking I don't know so I just trust nothing but I honestly can't live with this thing because it makes it vibrates like buzzes every time I get a text and so what you have to understand about me is my phone is always exploding. I pretty much always have like over 
25 text messages waiting to be received and so people i don't know why and a lot of my friends do this thing where they send line by line texts which i hate and i do it too so i hate myself for doing it but you'll be like oh my god send did you see that send it's crazy send and like five more strings so then i get five buzzes my point is i can't focus on anything because this fitbit buzzes all freaking day and it distracts me so that's my my update on the fitbit that's my update on the fitbit that's all i have to tell you okay let's just start talking about the questions so this is a really interesting one and i just i'll just actually you know what i'll start off with with two easy ones i like these somebody sent in some fun questions number one what is your favorite disney character my my favorite disney character is definitely ariel because i relate to her on a personal level um if you've seen that movie the little mermaid it's my favorite disney movie and if you know ariel the way i know her then i'm sure you can see why i relate to her we're very similar except i don't have a prince eric and i don't know what the hell i would do if some woman took my voice basically just that she is like really into being independent and defying king triton and is an explorer and curious i also don't know how to sing so okay as i say this maybe i don't have that much in common with her i just really like her she's my favorite disney princess okay so she's the best um (laughs) I'm, I'm, okay. What is my favorite or most comfortable brand of leggings? So I literally live in my Lululemon leggings. I'm not joking when I tell you I have had the same pair of Lululemon black leggings since I was 15. And I, I, they, I wear them like pretty much every day, which probably is weird. And I've bought more black leggings since then. And sometimes I switch it up, but it's just not the same as my broken in black Lululemon leggings. But I recently for Christmas got my first pair of outdoor voices leggings, which I had never previously bought because they're expensive. And they are probably the most comfortable leggings I've ever worn. And I'm obsessed with them, but they don't go with everything. I just like black leggings because I, I can literally wear them with everything. So I recommend outdoor voices if you want to splurge lululemon i also love so those are my leggings so those are two random things okay let's talk about so this is interesting how do you know how to listen to your body everybody talks about it but what if you think you're listening to your body but you're not it's really confusing because i can't tell if it's my mind or my body telling me and people talk about listening to their bodies all the time yeah okay this is a huge question and I probably should have like read these questions before and thought about them, but I don't really like that. Just so everybody knows. Okay. A lot of podcasters or content creators or a lot of people plan things out ahead of time. I don't do that, which I probably should. But even sometimes like when I have a guest and they ask me to send them questions beforehand, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to ask. Like, I don't do that because I just feel like it's real when it's on the fly. So yeah, that's my status. Okay. But this is really interesting because this is something that 
bothers me a lot. And I've sort of talked about this. I wrote a blog post about intuitive eating on my blog. I don't remember. Um, however long ago, but so listening to your body is really important, but I also think that it takes a long time and a lot of work to get to the place where you can listen to your body and trust your body. I think that sometimes make people make disordered decisions or unhealthy decisions and they say that it's because they're listening to their bodies, but sometimes they're just listening to their minds and saying that it's their bodies that want it or their bodies are sort of tricking them. So, for example, somebody who eats a lot of sugar in their diet, right? They probably crave sugar a lot because that's what happens when you eat a lot of sugar. Or let's say you have candida overgrowth that causes intense sugar cravings. So, I remember when I was just a sugar addict because I know people use the term sugar addict, but I was, I was legitimately addicted to sugar and I also had candida overgrowth and the two went very much hand in hand, although it did also go along with emotional issues. But the thing is that listening to my body, my body was telling me I wanted more sugar because that's what our, our bodies crave. And that's why people a lot of people, that's why they have the cravings because there's something actually going on in their bodies. So for me, the candida overgrowth, you know, the candida's feeding off of those sugars and the more I ate sugar, the more it was growing, the more it's sending these signals to my body. You want more sugar, you want more sugar. So listening to my body would be eating more sugar, but that obviously isn't what would be best for my body in that situation, if that makes sense. I hope it does. Or, for example, if you have a history of undereating. So, I went through a period of time where I was massively undereating and didn't notice it. But, so what people, maybe you don't know this, but your body sort of adjusts to what it's used to. So, this is how a lot of girls who are undereating sort of can slide by with undereating for a long amount of time and they don't feel hungry because your body is not getting enough food and what's going to be the response like your body's like okay what do I need to do to deal with this chronic insufficiency of food I'm just going to tell myself that I'm full off of this amount because otherwise I'm freaking out all the time so you sort of learn to be full to you think you're full off of this low this super low amount of food or exercise for example let's say you're overtraining I mean if you get in this routine of overtraining your body is going to adapt to it and get used to it and you're going to think oh no I'm I'm not tired I'm not going too hard but that isn't necessarily true so sometimes we can't trust our body's signals in situations like that And in situations like that, what you should be doing is trying to strive for optimal health, which sometimes means doing things that don't go along with, quote unquote, listening to your body in that moment. And until you reach a point of health and balance, and then you learn to be in tune with your body. I think, first of all, if you feel like 
if you're feeling like, how do I listen to my body? Then you might be in a place where you still have healing to do. And it's normal that you don't understand how to do it because it kind of just comes. I feel like it is very recent in my own personal health journey that I feel like I am able to listen to my body and still I'm not always able to and when I was recovering from you know binge eating when I was recovering from orthorexia when I was recovering from you know overtraining and exercise addiction like I had to be cognizant of okay I know I think that my body wants this but I know that that's not what it actually wants. So in that situation, it was smarter for me to listen to my head. And my head was telling me, listen to people who have your best health interest in mind because you can't trust yourself right now. And so in that situation, that was when I turned to my nutritionist, I turned to my therapist, my doctors to have them tell me what I should be doing and then once my body got into a healthy routine which somebody who had an outside perspective was able to give me and my body was able to do that as I was able to you know fix my stomach for example my stomach you know I used to think that I wanted certain foods that I craved all these carbohydrates that I craved all the sugar all the time and then once I started you know addressing my candida my SIBO I realized okay that's not what my body craves at all like I don't want that at all now. You know, it it really was something else telling me that. Or even now, it's interesting because sometimes I kind of surprise myself with, because I'm so used to being scheduled and, you know, just kind of following things because I'm used to being in that healing mode. And now I can tell, you know, I need more fat at this meal, you know, or, you know, I feel like more carbohydrates, um, I feel like more protein. I feel like my body's tired. I don't want to work out. Um, you know, I don't just, I don't just, you know, if I write down what I'm going to do for my workout that day, I don't always follow it. Like if I get in the middle of the workout and I realize this isn't working for my body right now, I'll stop or I'll switch if something else feels better. And just as you become more in tune with that, it gets easier. And the way you sort of get more in tune with that is by, honestly just trying to become I hate this word more balanced but it's like it's like go after the health so is your gut health in check is your emotional health in check are you eating enough what is your training regimen like are you stressed out you know you know sleep and stress have a huge effect on cravings and energy levels and sometimes we're just kind of caught in cycles and we can sort of trick ourselves into these things but the other thing to focus on is sometimes like physical symptoms so not necessarily I think sometimes sometimes people say they're listening to their body but they really mean listening to their mind um so first of all every decision you're making taking a step back and thinking okay why do I think that's a good idea Am I avoiding this cookie because I'm afraid of eating sugar or because I'm afraid of, I think I'm going to gain weight, which is totally ridiculous, but whatever. Or am I avoiding this cookie because I just don't really feel like it? Or am I avoiding this cookie because I know how I feel after I eat sugar and like, I just don't really want to feel that way after there's differences there, you know? So when it's when it's because you're afraid of something 
that is an issue. That's an emotional component to that. That should be addressed, that underlying reason. Another huge thing nowadays is this comparison factor, especially with social media and Instagram. And I like so many of my clients struggle with this. And if you struggle with this, just know that it's totally common and you're not a bad person for struggling with it. And the best thing you can do for yourself is admit that you are sort of playing a comparison game. So I know a lot of people just try and copy what they see online and that is not usually the best approach because people are so different and individualized and I will tell you right now that most of what you see on the internet is either not the full picture or not the real picture unfortunately sadly I like it kills me but you know people will make comments why are your meals not not very pretty well because my meals are real. <laughs> I don't I don't stylize all my meals, but yeah. So, I think that if you can take a step back and think, okay, am I just eating this because I saw so and so doing it on social media? Am I am I doing this workout because I know that Sally Sue online does this or am I working out 6 days a week because I think well you think you know but you probably don't that someone also does that or am I doing it because I feel like it feels good on my body you know who am I comparing myself to because when you're making decisions out of a place of comparison that's definitely not listening to your body and learning to listen to your body really requires just you know, blinders on, not paying attention to all the bullshit and being able to see what other people are doing and not compare, which is not an easy skill to acquire, but it is the most valuable one that you probably can in your life in all aspects of life, you know, not just health and nutrition, but business and relationships as well. If you can just be able to sort of not not worry about what other people are doing and recognize okay they're doing that cool good for them but that doesn't affect me because it doesn't and everybody is so different and I mean the worst trouble I ever got into in my life was because I was comparing myself to other people you know my health deteriorated because I was trying to copy what other people were doing because they said it was working for them I don't know if it actually was or not but it didn't work for me and instead of listening to myself I was just trying to justify continuing my behavior by saying, well, this works for that person. So why isn't it working for me? Well, it wasn't working for me because I'm totally different. I'm totally different. And you are different from me. You are different from everybody else. So that's why listening to your body is so important. But like I said, it takes a long time. And I think that it helps to just try and be as objective about things as possible. So you might think you're listening to your body or learning to listen to your body requires learning to pay attention to your body's signals and be in tune with your body's signals. So for me, knowing, for example, what I need more or less of required a a long enough period of time where I was eating a balanced diet and no longer addicted to sugar. My gut health was in balance. So I wasn't getting these weird signals 
you know, like these false signals, this, you know, the sugar monster inside you tells you you want the sugar, things like that. Um, and after that, that's when I was finally able to, you know, know what my body needed. But, you know, it's like exercise, for example. I mean, are you really tired? Like, are you have paying attention to any any symptoms you have is going to be key. So, you know, when I was overtraining, I was getting muscle spasms in my legs all day. But that was also because I was drinking way too much water. So I was cramping. I also needed more magnesium or weird sleep patterns. That was when I was way too low carb. So I could not sleep through the night. I feel like a crazy person. Um, and sort of just noticing things that happen in your body and maybe even just write them down. Maybe you don't know what to do with them, but taking like an objective perspective of what is happening. Am I, am I hungry after that meal? You know, like, is my stomach physically growling? Would I, would I eat a plate of broccoli right now? Am I actually hungry or am I just bored? Or am I actually hungry? Oh, but I'm trying to pretend I'm not because I saw that somebody else had this portion on Instagram. So I don't want to add more to it. That's bullshit. Just so you know, that's bullshit. Um, you know, if your stomach is growling, if you can't stop thinking about food, I oftentimes find more often than not that people who binge are people who think about food all the time. Sometimes they say, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. But those are two really common symptoms, I guess, of under eating during the day. So even if you don't physically feel hungry, sometimes it's like, you know, if you have low energy, if you're thinking about food all the time, if you binge at night, those can be indications that you're not eating enough during the day. So And I also think like with cognitive function, I was just talking to my friend about this today. You know, if you're too low on fat, you probably, you might have headaches. You might have really low energy. If you crash, if you like crash after a meal, that probably is related to carbohydrates, you know, your blood sugar. It pay attention to blood sugar spikes and crashes. And so that also correlates to mood. Um, How's your mood? How's your energy? Are you sleepy after meals? Are you really energized and awake? Pay attention to those sorts of things versus, you know, I think that people think of listening to their bodies as just like this really woo woo. Oh, I listen to my body and no one even knows what that means. But knowing what that means means like being in tune with your body signals and listening to them. I guess that wasn't really clear, but I hope you understand the difference. Like, like being able to take an objective look at things and being like, okay, this is what my body needs, whether or not I want to do that or I think it's good. And that is a hard skill to acquire. And you can't acquire it if you are still in unhealthy habits. So the best thing to do is to try and form some healthy habits And then once your body is used to a healthy schedule, a healthy routine, then you'll be able to really be in tune with your body and its signals. And a great way to learn all of us is by joining my program. Just saying you will get there, but it takes time just so you know. So 
I mean, I could talk about that forever. I'm really kind of sick of people being like, oh, my body is telling me I want, you know, my body said that I just really wanted this. And I'm like, did it really? Or are you just trying to justify your actions? That's my feelings on it. But for those of us who are really in tune with our bodies, there are times when you can really, you can definitely tell. Or, you know, if you eat a food, for example, with the food intolerances, it's like, I'm so in tune with my body. Like if I eat a food and I have a reaction, I mean, I know something was up and maybe that doesn't work for me anymore. Um, But you have to reach a baseline point where then you can tell what's affecting you in different ways. So if I didn't get to a baseline where my body felt good, I wouldn't be able to tell when, you know, I eat something and then a few hours later I get a really bad headache. You know, I wouldn't be able to correlate what changed. So that's why it's important to sort of get yourself to a baseline. So I hope hopefully that was a little bit helpful. Okay, let's move on to another question. So this one's from Haley. And she sent in a few great questions. So one thing she was asking about was acne. So she has had acne for the past 1.5 years after getting off birth control. And she was on it for two years before that. But within the past six months, her jawline acne has drastically increased. It is so uncomfortable and embarrassing. Okay. Acne. Oh, that little bitch. I hate acne. And acne is, it's complicated because it really is so different for so many different people. And I know a lot of people struggled with this and I get it. My skin was my biggest insecurity all in middle school and high school. And so I totally get it. So there are different types of acne, but she mentioned that this was in reference to hormones. So I'm going to assume that this is hormonal acne, especially along the jawline. That's also how we know it's hormonal, but I'm wondering if it's cystic or if it's um, just sort of regular pimples that are more on the surface. But so she works out five days a week, bar, incline walks for an hour, hot yoga, long weekend walks, um, food, mostly paleo with no dairy, gluten. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first thing. Cause I mean, I know people will be listening to this who have a similar problem who are not Haley. So there are a lot of different things that can be causing acne. So let's first of all, talk about the food because the nutrition is a huge component of this and the biggest offenders for acne in general um, are going to be the gluten, the dairy, and the sugar. So taking out processed foods, also the inflammatory oils. So, I mean, this is all related. Okay, let's take a step back. This is hormonal acne, so we need to balance the hormones. And how do we do this? Um, there are so many different aspects of this, but the one of the main ways is addressing your nutrition. And those are the biggest inflammatory foods in the diet, especially the the dairy. It can be a big one because a lot of, I mean, dairy has added hormones in it. So you are putting more hormones in your body. Um, So acne along the jawline and the chin. So the jawline is usually related to your reproductive organs. Um, Your chin and that area is usually related to your stomach and digestive issues. So this is also where the your gut health really plays a role in the way your skin looks. So often times people who have gut dysbiosis will also have acne. 
Um, I know this for myself. I know when when my gut is at a check, I I get acne. So making sure that you have a really good handle on your gut flora. So I would definitely include a good probiotic. I would definitely try and include probiotic foods as much as you can. Although she's on a low FODMAP diet, which I'm wondering why. If you have, you might, if you're on a low FODMAP diet, that might mean that you have something that you shouldn't be having probiotic foods, but for other people. Um, I mean, at the root of this, it is addressing your gut health. So if she's doing this through the low FODMAP diet, I hope in addition to other things, but including foods like that and including lots of healthy fats, salmon, get your omega-3s in there, get some, you know, good avocado oil and avocados in there, but really supporting the gut flora and taking out the sugar, which is really inflammatory, the processed foods, the inflammatory oils. So your vegetable oils, your canola oil, your cottonseed oil, not using those, using healthy oils. Um, and the dairy is a big one. So even, even this is why, I mean, sometimes people who are even doing ghee, you know, I would, I would try and switch out your butter for ghee if you use that. But even sometimes ghee can cause acne. So being really aware of that. Another thing that we have to take into account. So, I mean, she was on the pill, right? And that can take a while to recover from, honestly, trust me. I know I'm dealing with that. So that also affects your gut flora. So this is why I just put such an emphasis on, you know, improving your gut health and focusing a lot on gut health. And it's all wrapped up in things. This is why the pill just kind of really messes up your your gut, which is a whole rant on itself. But it might just be taking time for your hormones to balance out. So making sure that you're doing everything to balance those and over time hopefully it goes away but we want to also basically reduce anything that can disrupt the regulation of our hormones so another thing is stress so I mean, I don't know what your stress situation is like. Do you take the time to, do you get enough sleep, first of all? Like, sleeping is really important. Do you do stress-relieving activities? Do you meditate? That could be something to incorporate. You know, do you drink enough water? Do you drink enough water? Do you flush out the toxins? Um, the other thing is, let's talk about the workouts. So, this is the thing. So she says a mix of bar incline walks for an hour and long weekend walks. This is where it gets tricky because the second you go into chronic cardio situation, which I think we all know I don't like, um, you are putting your body in a state of stress for a prolonged amount of time and that can cause imbalances and that can also lead to hormonal acne. So I mean, I don't know the details on that, but I'm like, okay, incline walks for an hour is chronic cardio. So how often are you doing that? If you're doing that relatively often, then I would stop doing that. Um, bar, I mean, I guess I don't, mm, 
hot yoga could be a stress if you're doing these things too much but just because it's so hot like hot yoga is stressful but and long weekend walks this is the thing about walks some people say oh i just went on a walk i just want okay walks can be you can make them cardio so like when i go on a walk i'm walking very slowly this also relates back to why i got my fitbit because I want to make sure when I'm on my walks, my heart rate's not up too high because at that point it turns into a cardio session, which is not what I'm going for. Um, I'm just walking to relieve stress and to like get fresh air and meander about versus if you're walking fast enough that your heart rate is at a high enough rate where it's sort of putting your body into this fight or flight state and then you're there at a prolonged period of time your body becomes in constant stress mode you know this is when all the bad things happen that we don't want we don't want cortisol to be high cortisol is a very important hormone and is literally the key balancing cortisol is the key to life i say this all the time and when your cortisol is high that can cause things like acne as well so making sure that your workout sessions are not chronic cardio is very important here also regarding workouts i almost forgot but this is a huge one that people never think of is making sure that you eat something after you work out so at when you work out testosterone raises and people who don't eat after at some point like you don't have to be psycho about it and like run off and eat something but you're testosterone and stress levels and cortisol will stay high after your workout until you eat um so i see this really commonly with with women working out and sometimes it's literally just like are you somebody who tries to fast after you work out sometimes literally just making sure you get some food in you after a workout can help bring down that testosterone and bring down that cortisol and balance of the hormones and the hormone acne goes away so that's something to keep in mind as well make sure that you're not trying to fast after your workout if that is that could be a potential cause so that's something to keep in mind as well the other thing is addressing things in your environment that really disrupt hormones so i mean even going back to what are you using on your skin i mean i think we all know that I am a huge fan of non-toxic beauty. I use all beauty counter products. That's why I'm a consultant. Um, I love them. I'm really, because what you put on your skin goes into your skin. You know, you, I've talked about this before and it's real deal. So I think switching over to non-toxic products, I really recommend using the charcoal bar and the charcoal mask. I think that using some, tea tea tree oil um doTERRA I'm doTERRA has a really great product called HD clear which you could try out on your acne as well just topical things I mean let's not forget about those you know but I mean I think a lot of times people are trying to do too much to their skin and kind of taking a step back and just trying to make sure that things aren't that products don't have hormone disruptors in them you know, that's sort of important. And also with your makeup, what makeup are you using? Is it further clogging your pores? Um, you know, is it dehydrating your skin and making sure that you have a balanced routine? And if you need specific recs, of course, always email me. Happy to help out depending on your skin type. Um, but yeah, the makeup and 
you know, just the products you're using in your in your home, these affect your hormones. Like I know people don't want to like <laughs> admit this, but it's a huge it's a huge thing. So are the products you're using non-toxic? You know, addressing this. It it's crazy how much all of this really affects our bodies. Um and I mean, I've been talking about this a lot recently, but because I, this comes up with so many of my clients, the hormone balancing is a huge deal, but, um, especially since you sort of have, it seems like it's your reproductive organs that need some balancing out here. I really recommend, I love my doTERRA clary sage and geranium oils, also clary calm and rubbing those on your abdomen a few times a day on your stomach, um, can help naturally balance out your hormones and essential oils are so freaking powerful and I mean, if you don't want to believe it, that's fine. But meanwhile, I'll be over here reaping the benefits. So you can go to, I have a link on my website if you want to get started with those. Um, So I think that those are all things to take into consideration. But honestly, the most important thing in my mind is working on your gut health. And that goes along with the nutrition Um and also just reducing the cortisol in your life because we have to understand that all these different systems in our bodies really sort of overlap with each other and they all affect each other um, in order to make it so that our bodies can function properly. And unfortunately, the pill does some damage and it sucks because the doctors just give it out like candy and, you know, it's, it's not your, it's no one's fault. Like, I mean, we trust these people, but it can cause long-term issues. So that is, those are my thoughts on addressing the acne. Um, if you are in a pinch and need to get rid of it, I would put a hot compress on it. So hot water, not so that it's burning, but warm water, hold that up against it. Um, I would put some tea tree oil, melaleuca oil, is what it's called in the doTERRA site. You can go to bit.ly slash Christina Rice doTERRA. Um, and I put the charcoal bar, or I mean, sorry, the charcoal mask on top. And I just leave that on as a spot treatment. If I have a zit that needs to go away, that is, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. But a lot of this is really rooted in diet. And also, I mean, if you're eating something that you're intolerant to, that that can be a huge one as well because uh, I mean that affects our guts that causes inflammation so trying to you know kind of go back to basics and see if there's something in your diet that is causing inflammation and making sure you're getting plenty of healthy fats plenty of protein um you might also find that carbohydrates affect your skin I would also check any and all supplements and or medications that you're taking Sometimes those can cause issues. Um, I know for me, any supplemental biotin will break me out. Um, Oftentimes, B vitamins can break me out. I also think I would check your zinc levels. And if your zinc levels are low, supplemental zinc can also be really helpful with acne as well. So those are going to be my top tips. And also, if you're dealing with acne... I really recommend you don't put, like, don't wash your skin with coconut oil. I know that works for some people, but if you have sensitive skin, like, that is Coconut oil is really, it really clogs the pores. (laughs) So, unless you're, like, a lucky 
one of the lucky few who that doesn't happen to it generally causes more harm than good so i know that oil cleansing with that was popular for a while but it's usually not for most people it doesn't work but if it works for you 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 do you girl or boy or whoever's listening okay so that was fun i hope that helped a little bit okay moving on next question this is from maureen my question is about exercise when dealing with health issues i have had immune system problems which causes me to get recurring infections which has led to complete overuse of antibiotics which led to gut issues which she's working on but what she struggles with is being able to do any exercise I'm so fatigued and tired all the time because I know my body is trying to heal and it's a process, but sometimes I can't even find the will to get off the couch. I'm working with a functional medicine doctor, so I know what I'm deficient in and I'm working on supplementing those things. But overall, how can I cope with trying to fit in some exercise, even like yoga, when I absolutely don't feel like it most of the time and I'm just overall tired? So, and she's she's 23. She eats a high-fat moderate protein low carb diet gluten-free dairy-free sugar-free she has candida okay so your body is really in a healing state so if you are so fatigued and tired this is (laughs) listening to your body so why do you feel the need to fit in the workout so what are sort of your expectations of yourself i think that if you have the energy to get up and go outside and go on a few walks, that's amazing. And do that. Don't put pressure on yourself to do anything too intense. Um, You know, if you feel like doing yoga and you can get the energy, do it. But if you literally don't have the energy to get out of bed and walk around, then you don't have the energy to get and then you just don't have the energy and you should listen to that and let your body heal. That's a signal from your body. If I would say, okay, if your diet was different, she eats a really clean diet. Um, If your diet was different I would say it's probably your diet making you tired and lazy and you should change that but your diet is great um unless you know sometimes going low lower carb like you are and especially on a candida diet this is the thing a lot of people okay so a lot of people don't talk about this with candida candida wipes you out and I don't know what stage you are in your process or what how bad your overgrowth is but if you are in the detoxing period if you're getting a Herxheimer reaction if you are if if the candida is dying it wipes you out and a lot of times like I mean when I my first candida protocol I was literally on bed rest like and you just have to accept that and I have you know I know a lot of people like you have to understand that even though you can't see this sickness, your body is going through a lot. Your body is stressed out and you will, you need to give your body a chance to heal. The only way it can heal is if you are reducing all of the outside stresses possible. So exercise is a stress to the body. It is a stress to the body. Um, not all stress of the body is bad. That's why exercise is great, you know, in the right amount at the right intensity, a short, a short stress is actually helpful to us. But, you know, if your body is in overdrive and trying to detox this candida, maybe it can't even deal with that right now. And that's okay. You know, this period of time where you're on this 
lower carb diet, um, this candida protocol, your body, you need to take a step back. And this is how life is. You know, just because right now you don't have the energy doesn't mean that you're always going to not have the energy. I would definitely say though, to make sure that you're eating enough food. Because this is the biggest thing I see is people under eating, especially with candida. Um, and I went through it too. And I, you know, I didn't realize it, but you need to eat probably a lot more food than you think. If you are not eating enough food, of course, you're not going to have enough energy. But in that case, of course, you shouldn't be exercising anyways. Um, I honestly think that, you know, like if you can, I mean, I would try and go on a walk outside and sometimes sometimes we're just used to not moving um and you just kind of get in the habit and so sometimes you think you're too tired but you're not but I kind of don't think that's the case here because the fact that you're sort of like worried about exercising indicates to me that you probably are used to exercising so it's a weird change for you because you feel so tired but I'm here to tell you it is okay to not exercise like it is okay right now Remember the goal. What is your goal? Your goal is health, right? That's probably, I hope that's why you're exercising is your health. But right now what your health needs is to focus on the gut, right? And so what can you do to prioritize the gut, reduce all the other stressors and listen to your body? Um, you know, I just think that we sometimes put pressures on ourselves and, you know, what your body needs right now is not going to be what it needs in tomorrow or the next day or next month or next week so maybe right now your body needs to just rest maybe you just need to hang out but that's not going to be forever that is just going to be to allow your body to heal um i think that maybe you know if you're tired and you just want some movement i think stretch you know can you just stretch like or what kind of yoga are you trying i mean when i was healing and recovering i did yoga but i just it was like hatha yoga i was like breathing you know, that has so many different mental and emotional benefits. You know, if you're stressed out about not working out, but you at your core know that you just, your body doesn't have the energy, doesn't, it can't do it. I recommend trying to replace that. So with something like Hatha yoga or even meditation, um, that's a technique I use too, but don't put these expectations on yourself, you know, just walking around outside if you can, or if you can't, just laying there, you know, stretch in bed. So, I had a great follower once who sent me this little nighttime yoga, yoga in bed routine to help calm me down at night. Um, Google something like that, you know, if you're really just looking for some movement. But at the end of the day, you know, you need to do what's best for your health. And maybe that doesn't, maybe that means not exercising right now. That's a thing. And I know nobody in the media is going to talk about that. You know, we're all in this overtraining world. That's not true. Your body needs to heal in order to reach health. So give it that chance. Okay, my instinct is to do another one. But I know that's a bad instinct because I'm an overachiever and I want this episode to be under an hour and it probably won't. But it's better for me if I can make these episodes shorter so that I can make my interviews longer because I only have a certain amount of space in the podcast magical cloud that the podcast saves whatever you don't care but basically I pay a certain amount of money to be able to put my podcast up and when it goes over the allotted time for the month I have to pay 
a lot of extra money and I get bitter about it and I'm already like in debt from this podcast so that's my status so this podcast I need to end right now okay anyways I hope that this was helpful and I hope that you guys like this style and I really want to do these more often if you did I would love your feedback on this so you can tell me in the Facebook group if you liked this or didn't like this if you want me to do this more often or if you want me to stick to more interviews um or you can you know you can tell me you can comment on my Instagram picture you can tell me any way you want you can just let me know because I, at the end of the day, I want you to be happy with this podcast too. So I really appreciate your feedback and make sure, like I mentioned before, you leave a rating and a review on iTunes. If you haven't, please subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher. We're on Stitcher too. Helps a lot, a lot, a lot. And join actually adultish podcast nation if you haven't you can find me on my blog addicted to lovely.com and make sure you're on the lookout for the paleo women program gonna be fun and i have some other fun projects that are gonna be lined up for 2018 i can't wait to tell you guys about you know me just always doing things probably doing too many things but it's fine. That's what keeps life interesting. So if you want to send in your question or your topic, like I said, actuallyadultish at gmail.com, send it an email or go to actuallyadultish.com, use the contact form and it will be great. So thanks for tuning in. Love chatting with you as usual. You guys are my homies, my BFFs. And oh, also tell me if there's anyone this year that you want to see me get on the pod because I can totally try and hook it up. No promises, but I'll do my best. So that's the status. And I I want to know who you guys want to hear from. So thanks for joining in. I love you all so much. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.